Squad Radio, the music you want. With your host, Dee's Dan. Death by Stereo. RadioWhat.com. Squad Radio, the music you want. With your host, Dee's Dan. I'm surrounded by idiots. What's up, party people? It's Keys Dan, RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com, coming to you live in a living color from the Radio What Studios. And this is my podcast, What Makes You Famous. It's an extension of the RadioWhat.com internet radio station that I've been running for quite some time. And if you need DJ services, DJLittleRock.com. Why did I sing it? I don't know, because I'm happy. It's Thursday. It's a bright and sunny day, hanging out here in the Radio What Studios, looking out the window and saying, wow, look at that big, giant ball of fire in the sky is global warming real it's hot out there i'll tell you <laughs> if you need dj services okay let me go back to that djlittlerock.com check availability and get a free price quote <laughs> i always go off the rails when i i say how hot it is it's so hot out there all right today on the program uh jason alicia uh jason alicia i found him on instagram don't limit your identity and uh he, he's he's motivating let me tell you he gives these videos out and he says about talks about the word of the day and it's it's always very inspiring and he's he's just got a great face and just it's nice to see him on the daily uh talking to the people so he's going to be talking to you people what did he mean by you people i meant nothing by that i mean you people the people that are listening to the what makes you famous podcast uh we're going to be talking to jason alisea uh, now uh today oh well it's thursday so let me talk about my shows tonight i'll be at the old post barbecue in russellville arkansas the video dance party karaoke jam family friendly bring everyone it's a nice after school treat a nice after work treat have some good barbecue drink some frosty beverages if you're of legal age of course and you could sing some songs uh, tonight i think i'm going to be doing some 50s music just because uh, there's a, a nice lady that uh, she's celebrating her birthday and i invited her to come over to the old post so i think she's coming around and she likes the music from the 50s and 60s so i think we'll we'll take it to the golden age of rock and roll tonight at the old Old Post Barbecue from 6 to 9. And then tomorrow night, Friday night, it's my normal Friday, over at the Rab in Conway, Arkansas, right up on the hill. That starts at 8 p.m. until almost 2 in the a.m. They got the full bar, the kitchen, the pool tables. They got shuffleboard. I think they got foosball now. There's a gigantic Jenga game. There's checkers, so a big giant checkers game. So, yeah, there's a lot of stuff to do while you're waiting to sing a song with little old me. <laughs> there's uh, The pool tournament is going going on so if you want to try to make some money get over to the rab on friday night and find out how to get into the pool tournament they got 10 10 count them they got some uh, new pool tables so there's 10 uh just diamond i think they're called diamond they're really fancy pool tables let's, let's just say that and then on the other side of the room that's where i'm at with the stage all set up all lit up and ready to have you sing some songs and dance and have some fun over at the rab conway arkansas friday night 8 p.m and then on Saturday, I still have nothing to do. I'm kind of excited about that. I'm going to take a day off. Uh, lazy Saturday and lazy Sunday. Usually Sundays, I keep my, my days lazy for the most part. All right, it's time to talk to Jason Alisea. And uh, let's get him on the phone. Calling Jason Alisea now. Hello, this is 
Jason. Hi, Jason Alicia. That's right. Hi, Jason El Maestro Alicia. <laughs> That's right. Good this, to see. this is Keith. How are Dan. you? Keith Dan from the What Makes You Famous podcast. Hey, thank you. Thank you for uh, making time to connect with me. Appreciate it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Are you ready? I am. Um, do you mind me asking, uh, you know, what uh, this might entail, I guess? Uh, it's all about you. Kinda, <laughs> all about me. Yeah, it's a conversation <laughs> about you. Uh, that's uh, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you figured that out already. <laughs> no, 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 no. I um, wasn't quite sure if we were going to discuss, uh, you know, just anything in general or anything particular you wanted to cover or anything you want to uh, talk about, Jason El Maestro uh, Alicia. <laughs> I, I kind of like that, you know. And I and I see I, 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 I've been combing your your uh, history a little bit. Uh, give the people a little okay. bio about you uh, to start off. Absolutely. Um, so, full name, Jason Alicea, born and raised here in Chicago, Illinois. Um, parents met in Puerto Rico and decided to come to Chicago for better opportunity and kind of just been here uh, majority of my life. I lived a few years in Puerto Rico and um, background has been kind of like retail banking. Started as a part-time teller, worked my way up to management, did management for about seven years. And uh, along with that, I did some mortgage lending. And that's kind of where the El Maestro came from uh-huh. uh, because as a mortgage banker, I... Um, one of the ways to kind of generate uh, clientele, I decided to lead in with uh, educating, providing home buying seminars within the communities I serve and partnering up with other professionals that happen to play a role in the home buying process. And so that's kind of how that nickname came about because um, there's several lenders out there that do home buying seminars, but it's an area that I'm very passionate about. And people are like, hey, you're like a teacher. Uh, you really, really enjoy doing this. And actually, um, I didn't actually share this just now, but I, at one point I was looking to get into education. I wanted to be a secondary ed, yeah. uh, Spanish teacher, but I kind of fell into banking because of my cousin and grew a passion for it, so decided to just incorporate both. So uh, that's pretty much everything I have as far as how the Nick thing came about. Uh, you, you probably came across my platform on Instagram. I think that's how we connected with the whole Dolan Your Identity and some yeah. of the videos that I've been kind of uh, launching on there. And um, I am a man of faith, so I, this is one that I have to say it's not, has never been something in my plan. It's more God's plan. I like that. Um, and I, <laughs> I say that because... Um, you know, he really used my daughter. So the videos came about in December 2018. Can't remember the exact date to be uh, quite honest, but my daughter was watching uh, a Christmas movie, which I thought was, you know, something more of, of joy. And I noticed that she was about to break down crying. Ooh. And I said, you know, her name is Jelani. I go, Jelani, why do you look like you're about to break down crying? And I put this in. She says, well, Dad, I'm watching this movie, and this young girl lost her father, and she's watching videos of her dad. And I'm thinking, if you die, I have no videos of you. Ooh. I'm like, wow. <laughs> this is deep, you know, and she made my eyes water naturally. I'm like, well, you know, Jelani, let's, let's go ahead and put this in prayer. Let's ask God that little long life, and I see my grandbabies. But in the meantime, I'll think of something to come up with some videos for you. Yes. And I was talking to my wife about it. I'm like, well, you know, I just want to just do any video. I want to do something that maybe, you know, if I happen to die early on where, you know, she watches them, then uh, something that can lead in with some kind of education. So I came about the word of the day and the word of the day was really my goal to provide her with specific words and my translations of it and hopefully she could see her dad's point of view of it so I decided to launch that in January with no intent of putting it on any social media platform at all whatsoever I started utilizing Snapchat and I liked it because I had all these different filters and some of them had like the date the time Chicago and so forth and I just figure, well, I can use this to kind of do a quick recording and save it, back it up into my Google, and I'll give my wife access to that account should something happen. 
Well, after re- I usually do them in the morning. After recording it, I would I figure, well, what the heck? I already recorded. Why not share it on my story? So I did. And one day I forgot to do it that day. So later that afternoon, I'm like, you know what? I forgot to do my daughter's video. Let me go on Snapchat and create this recording for I could save it for today. When I get on. There's three private messages, and each of them were asking, "Where's the word of the day?" Ah. And- <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? Are you mocking me? Because I did have a few others that did kind of mock me before about it. And they right. said, no, Jay, we, we like it. it, it it's, we look forward to it. So that's how I decided to kind of launch on different social media platforms. And um, so that's kind of what happened with the whole word of the day and how I created the brand building your identity. That was something that came to mind a year ago. Um, I'm the oldest of four. Okay. So I would always talk to my dad and I would say, hey, Pops, you know, I think you... You really spoil the younger ones too much to the point that you handicap them. Oh. And he'll tell me, Jay, why do you use that word? I hate that. I'm like, well, Dad, what I'm talking about is that you know, I just want to use kind of an analogy. They could walk without their crutches, but you keep insisting that they take the crutches. They don't need it. And that's, I'm not trying to like talk down about anyone that has things to face any kind of disability, but I'm not looking at it from that point of view. What I am looking at is that sometimes we, we handicap ourselves, and it's because of Sometimes of the upbringing, you're, you're spoiling them way too much and you're not allowing them to just kind of jump out the nest and fly. You're trying to hold them back. So when I'm at church and I'm in prayer and what came to mind was eliminate the whole word handicap and replace it with don't your identity. Hmm. So I'm like, wow, what is this about? I asked my pastor, can we meet for lunch that week? And do it. we did. And he's like, I share with him what happened. And I said, you know, does that mean, you know, I've heard people say God spoke to me. Is that kind of what that is? And he said, that's exactly what it is. I said, okay, well, what did you want me to do with it? And he said, I don't know. Uh, you got to put that in prayer fast and he'll give you guidance. I bought a journal and in that journal, I put the title, Don't Let Me Identity. And I thought, well, maybe one day I'll create a book and I would write, you know, notes and, and I would listen to different speakers and so on. And a lot of people have the content related to identity. That's the first time you hear anything about it. But no one had the whole slogan told in your identity. So, so that's going to be mine. And when I decided to use the whole word of the day and launch a, a YouTube channel, I decided to use the word don't in the identity. And I had uh, my daughter's grandmother, uh, fortunate enough that she knows uh, a lot about graphic design, so she created my logo for me. Sweet. And it's been it's been wild. It's been like God really in the center of it all. I, I, something that I thought that would just be simply for my daughter, and I, I remind myself daily why I do it, has been impacting lives tremendously and it's amazing and it's the last few weeks I'll say the last eight weeks I've had multiple people reach out several men just kind of breaking down and crying and sharing that uh, what they're facing in their life and how this word of the day has been really um, helping them continue to fight each day whatever they're battling and that's why I kind of like God I don't know what you have in plan for me and I I have people telling me do you want to become a motivational speaker do you want to be a life coach so right now I'm just kind of using the platform with, with the videos, but let's see where, where, where it takes off. Wow, Jason Alisea, you, you've given a lot to unpack. It, you, what inspired you at first from your daughter has now turned into you inspiring others. You never know where your words are going to, who your words are going to inspire. And here you missed one day of giving that word for the day. And you have at least three people saying, hey, where's that word of the day? I, I missed it. Yeah. So you've gone through a lot of things. And yes, I've gone to your your website, don'tlibityouridentity.com. And right there on the on the front is the the fine logo that was designed. It kind of looks like a shield. Uh, Explain the the, the, I know it was designed by a friend of yours uh, or was it your your mother or grandmother? What, What was it? 
it was my daughter's godmother. Daughter's god, godmother. yeah, your go- daughter's godmother, and she uh, designed it. Could you explain a little bit of, of what the the logo yeah. means to you? To me, uh, so the armor, um, you're, you're exactly on point when you when you look at it, you do see kind of an armor there. Uh, you know, seeing that in a man of faith, I want to remind everyone that you know you have the armor of God uh, along with you know armoring you, you know, not allowing anyone to destroy you and to destroy your identity. Um, and the color scheme, you'll notice that there's a gold for the lettering, uh, which is, you know, the D-L-Y-I, mm-hmm. and then the red. So the red, it looks like a sword, but it also symbolizes kind of like the cross, mm-hmm. to remind everyone of faith. And um, so my, uh, her name is Yolanda, so Yolanda, when she put it together, uh, what I gave her was kind of a sketch that I drew, with nothing like this, I kind of share with her what I was looking to come kind of deliver with it. And I decided to look up different, you know, colors. I like the color red, and then I looked up gold. I said, okay, what are some meanings? Like, what, what do people translate the color red and gold? And you'll find multiple options for each. So for the red, I found um, the termination was one that I picked away from it. And gold, yes. I picked success. So I, I tell individuals, okay, yeah, don't limit identity. That's the full brand right there. That's what it stands for. That's the, the actual meaning of each of the letters. But along with it, I want to remind you that through faith and determination, you will reach success pursuing your true identity that our Lord and Savior has placed upon you. Jason Alisea, you are El Maestro. You're teaching me, and you're teaching my (laughs) listeners as well. All right, so... Thank you. Yes, I'm from Miami. I'm half Cuban uh, on on my mother's side, and so you're from Puerto Rico, and I I know that Cuba and Puerto Rico have had an interesting past. My my grandfather, who's straight from Cuba, uh, would would talk a lot about, Mm -hmm. about the 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 dynamics there so grow i i don't you know i, I don't want to really go into the the conflict unless you want to but uh no no uh, um so tell me about growing up in in puerto rico you left at a, at a young age how old were you no actually my my parents met married in puerto rico yes. and i was actually born in chicago ah okay now, there you go see i'm i'm third generation myself so the blood is thinning i think yes. <laughs> I, I speak spanish but it's very very broken uh, you know i can get away at a mexican restaurant uh you know and order some food if i want to but uh but certainly it is yeah. it is breaking down so born in chicago then mm-hmm. how was growing up in chi yeah. town man how was that uh, rough, rough. Uh, um, you know, during the time my parents had me, um, I was fortunate enough to go to a private school um, from kindergarten all the way to eighth grade. Um, what kind of, was it dad, a religious private school or was it pri- what? A, uh, yes, Catholic. Catholic. So born and raised Catholic. Yeah, I did that uh, until sixth grade, so I'm familiar with that. But yeah. what was your experience uh, going to a Catholic school? Um, to me, it's really all I knew as far as at that time. Um, I did transition to public school for high school, so you see the difference. Of, you know, when comparing the two, you had more of that undivided attention in the Catholic school or private school, uh, smaller class size. Um, for that reason, kind of felt like family oriented for me. Uh-huh. Uh, but you know, a lot of the nuns were pretty strict in class too, so you had to make sure that you were in the best behavior possible. But um, overall, it was, it was a good experience. When I went to high school, like that's kind of when I, I did happen to live in Puerto Rico. Um, part of eighth grade and freshman year, oh, okay. they wanted me to kind of tra- transition and go out there because at that time, this was uh, 96, 97, mm-hmm. the area I was living at in Chicago um, was really, really rough. I mean, Ooh. you probably heard stories right now with people named Chicago as Chirac in certain parts of the area. It's, it's still pretty bad, but where I grew up, it's changed drastically. It's better now. But during the time I was growing up, it was gang infested. So my dad came out here from Puerto Rico. Uh, he didn't know the English language and you know, because of that, it put him in a situation where um, gang members actually jumped him and, and put a beating on him, thinking oh. that uh, 
he was kind of looking at one of the guy's you know girlfriends, and they were asking questions he couldn't answer it, so they just beat him up. So he, he that instilled kind of a lot of fear for him, where he felt times as I was becoming a teenager, he didn't want me to live out here and face that. So he sent me out there with my grandparents. But that was uh, an awakening. Puerto Rico, you know, I found it beautiful. I, I love, you know, I have a big family out there. But the school was different. So I, I came back and I told my dad, I said, Dad, I, I never fought as much as I have out here in Puerto Rico, the guys out here that I ever did in Chicago. Can you please send me that? Wow. So that's kind of why I came back. So Puerto Rico yeah. was rough as well growing up. At least in the school, it was for me. It why, was why were they picking on you? Because, well, were, were you the El Americano, El Gringo, uh, you know, coming from Chicago? Or was it because you, of you where you're from? That's that's part of it. Mm -hmm. um, number one, they said, okay, he thinks he's better than us because uh. he's from out there, from the United States. Uh, along with that, you know, Chicago is more of a rougher area. You know, it's always been kind of rough growing up. So if you didn't know anyone, you know, just, most people are not a, as friendly as <laughs> some other places. But uh, so I didn't know anyone at school. And, and so granted, when I got there, I would go straight to my class and so on. And Puerto Rico was a sign of disrespect if you got to school and you didn't acknowledge the guys that were there and Ooh. approach them to kind of shake their hand and say good morning and so on. And because I started off that way not knowing, uh, it put me on the, on the wrong path for them. They, they thought immediately, he thinks he's better than us. He doesn't even decide to who we are, he doesn't shake our hand, so it just brought all that attention on me where um, <laughs> yeah. family would face a lot of fighting. <laughs> you don't need that kind of pressure in school. There's pressure enough in, in high school yeah. trying to get through. So, okay, so you yeah. were in Puerto Rico until what grade? I was there eighth grade and freshman year, so not, uh, also ninth grade, and um, I came back to Chicago for sophomore, junior, senior year. Okay, okay. So, I mean, was high school experience at least a little bit better in Chicago? I was lucky enough because I went to a public, well, the public school when I first got there, I'm like, wow, this is completely different from what I'm used to in the private school. Right. Um, class was overflow with students, a mm. lot of gangs. But because of the, the school was near my, my community, a lot of the guys that grew up with me since I was the age of five, uh, they went to the same school. So it made it more, kind of a more welcoming in a sense where they would introduce me to people there. Uh, the gangs recognized I wasn't affiliated with any gangs. So I didn't, you know, I, I didn't face it. I don't think, no, I didn't actually have not, not one fight there. So everything was good. Um, in the beginning, certain gangs would ask, you know, hey, are you part of the Latin Kings? Are you part of that or whatnot? And I would disclose I'm not. And, they would leave me alone and realize that I wasn't part of it at all. But I did witness a lot of gang activity around the school, you know, shootings, young guys being chased, bad fights. I mean, you've seen it all. Kind of reminded me, I don't know if um, you ever seen the movie Dangerous Minds. <laughs> kind of uh, reminded me of yeah, movie. Yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer. You get there. Yeah. yeah. Get to the school. There's a metal detector. You, something goes off. Security guys throwing you against the wall, checking you down, making sure you know what you have on you, checking your backpacks. And it was it was a, it was an awakening for me. It was completely different when I was used to it in private school. That's quite an upbringing, <laughs> Jason Alicea. Yeah. All right, uh, don't limit yeah. your identity is what is who we're talking to on the What Makes You Famous program. Uh, so, uh, wow, <laughs> high school. Any extracurricular activities? Did you do anything in school that that uh, you know just gave you something to do? To, to help you shape your life, or or was pretty much surviving the, the what shaped your life. I I, I would say you know, at the time I probably never looked at it that way, um, but uh, surviving and and I was always I was raised with great work ethic. My father's a, a real estate broker. Ah, great. Um, I once I once had someone ask me, Jason, what at what age did you start working? And I said, actually, probably five. You know, five <laughs> or seven. My my grandfather in Puerto Rico would give me 
a box full of avocados to go to the street and start selling them. So I'm yeah. going to feel at a young age to work. <laughs> so in high school, I kept myself busy. I'd go to school after school, go to work, come home, do my homework, and then continue on. I was never very active in sports. I think because um, my father, being that he was in, in, in real estate, right. um, my upbringing, we would we would go with him to do showings and pass out flyers. Also, I mean, I was able to be exposed to hard work and being with him a, a lot. Um, he thinks that you know, he, he actually one time approached me and said, "Jay, I'm sorry." And I'm so sorry for what? He's like, I, "I never put you in sports. I never got to go to a ballpark with you." And I said, "Dad, you, you gave me the best life possible. I, I enjoy being with you and learning what good work ethic is and being." exposed to that and I, I i have no regrets no but, it sounds like the men in your life have have, give, have shaped you in, in that respect yeah. with the work ethics what did i get for my fifth yeah. birthday a job <laughs> i got a <laughs> i got a job selling avocados on the street in puerto rico yeah right. that's right. something <laughs> yeah oh, i'm only five get on the street go <laughs> no that's gr- you know and that's great you know yeah. I, yeah you know i mowed lawns and and babysat and yes you you have to earn your keep man and 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 you know, a lot of kids uh, think that it, it's easy, and we try to make it easier on them. That's I think that's our fault. Our, the the next generation always wants to make it better for that next generation, but the hard work that's important too. You know, have them clean their yeah. rooms, wash a dish. Uh, you know, uh, make sure that they you know straighten up the bathroom, something like that. Wash my car. You know, uh, give you s- uh, some kind of a work ethic, and, and I'm glad that you had that from a, an early age. So what did you? your, your yeah. mother do uh, while you were growing up? Uh, my mom has been in accounting. So she actually, uh, yeah, that's pretty much her background. She used to work for the People's Energy, which is a gas company out here uh, for years. And she worked over with the city of Chicago. And then now she happens to work uh, with uh, uh, a construction company by the name of Leo Pardo. Wow. You and got some doing- smart, uh, hardworking people in your background that, that have given you the foundation, Jason Alisea. Uh, so you get out of, you. of high school in Chicago. Uh, and, and, and what do you do? <laughs> Go out and party? in the city or, or where do you head from from high school Jason Alisea well full transparency I, I didn't know what I was going to do right. I mean, at first I went to a junior community college and um I started hanging out with some guys that we went to high school with. I wasn't taking it serious, so I, I dropped out. <laughs> yeah. uh, what was your major? What, what did you think you might want to want to do when you grew up? Well, at that current time, I didn't know, honestly. I mean, mm. growing up, I used to say a cartoonist, to be quite honest. Hey! Yeah, any, any aptitude for art? Um, I used to like drawing. I used to like drawing. I would uh, look at characters and kind of sketch them out. I stopped at a young age because um, someone asked me the same question you asked now. And when I shared it, I wanted to be a cartoonist. They said, oh, good luck. That's a really hard industry to get into. It's not easy. And I think I was like 11 years old when that happened. So after that, I stopped drawing. Yeah. After all the cartoonists that I talked to, if they want to make any kind of money, it's a lot of little bit of money. You know, 50 bucks here, mm-hmm. 50 bucks there, 20 bucks there, 20 bucks here. So it's mm-hmm. volume. Yes, you could make a living as a cartoonist, but it's yes. it's a lot of volume so yeah they, they they've told me and this is over the years at going to different comic cons i get to dj at a lot of different comic cons and i talk to these okay. cartoonists and they all pretty much say the same thing yes it's a, a lot of little bit of money but it all adds up to a living hey you make a living all right so cartooning's not not your bag baby uh right. <laughs> jason alicia where do you go from <laughs> from out of community college and into what i at that point i had a cousin that worked at the 
the bank. She actually encouraged me to kind of apply for the part-time fellow position. Decided to kind of look into it. Um, then my mother did have a conversation with me. She said, you know, I really encourage you to go back to school. So I decided to go to uh, Northeastern University to become, and that's when I decided, you know what, I'm going to leave with looking at education as, as, a, as a major. Okay. Um, at that point, I was there for two years. My first two years, I was able to finish that while working at the bank. And I met my ex-wife. At, so we're no longer together. But Aww. at that time, I was young and ignorant and not listening to my parents. I decided to get married at the age of 20. Yeah, that's too young. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I think our grandparents were able to do that for some reason. But these days, you you got to wait till you're 30. Yes, sir. I agree on that completely. (laughs) Get your life straight. You know, get your life together. Make all your mistakes and then get married. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes, yes. So I mean, it sounds it there. sounds like the bank, uh, you know, the person mm-hmm. that got you to go in the bank, that was a turning point because in the, the beginning of our, of our conversation, you said that that you had a little banking and now you, you're, you're thinking about your education. Continue. Right. Yeah. That's my cousin, Victoria Moreno. She, you know, I, I tell her to this day, I thank you, you know, because I didn't, I had no idea what I was going to do. And I mean, I was talking about education, but who knows where I would have ended up if I, you know, decided, I made the decision to get married young. So at that point, as a part-time teller, I remember, you know, being married and, and realizing, okay, well, you, the two of us were going to school for education. So I told my ex-wife at the time, I said, you know what, I think I need to get another job. So why don't you focus on school? I'm going to go ahead and put school on hold. Mm-hmm. And I was able to sit down with my manager and say, hey, I want to get into your shoes. What I got to do. So I, I was blessed to have someone work with me and help mentor me and help get me to the direction I wanted to do. So she said, you're serious. You got to put hard work in and you'll get there. So as a part-time son, I was able to work my way up to management. Excellent. Started off like an officer, ADP, reached to VP. What? And, um, Decided I wanted to look at another area within the bank because the retail side is kind of like the traditional bank when you walk in. It's all our transactions. You got your bankers there and so on. But um, Yeah, but you did it the right way, Jason Alisea. You started from the bottom mm-hmm. and then you got to the top. You worked hard. That hard work ethic that, that was instilled in you from by your grandfather and your and your father at a young age. Yes. That You got to the top. You worked hard. Excellent. Continue. Yeah. You're at the bank on the top. <laughs> Thank you. So at that point, um, I decided to look at other areas, which is uh, mortgage lending. Mm. And um, I've done that now a little over two years. So on a full-time basis, I help clients more. Um, first-time buyers is kind of my niche market where I help them obtain down payment assistance. And um, About what year was this? Uh, this was now, so this was two years ago, I would say, the 16th, 2016. Okay, so uh, 2000. What year did you graduate high school? I graduated high school in 2000. Oh, 2000. Okay, so what were you doing yes. b- between 2000? Oh, 2008 was the the bubble. Uh, I, I was thinking maybe mm-hmm. that you were I- involved in that somehow. Uh, but I guess your dad was in real estate at the time, or, or no? Yeah, my dad faced it harder than I did since I was on the retail banking side. I mean, I was fortunate enough to work with uh, a large financial institution. Um, which they would have kind of write out the storm. Mm-hmm. My father, in his, in his case, you know, real estate was really his full time. That's what he did raising us. So sure. 2007, 2008, he decided, well, he still didn't want to go work for someone. My father made a pledge that he would always be independent and not work for someone. Um, so he's very entrepreneurial minded and he decided to um, launch a, a farmer's insurance agency within his office. Cool. So at the time, farmers allowed um realtors to have a separate office space within it to um, market their business and offer insurance to their clients. Well, that's smart on their part, you know, it, 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 it more more business for them. So that that was good that he had that to, to float by during the reception, dur- yeah. d- during the recession, during the bubble. Fantastic. Yeah. Good. Very smart thinking, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yes, sir. 
Uh, he, he definitely made a point to do that, and he also even incorporated doing taxes with H and R Block during tax season. So he's always been a person to keep himself going. You know, hustle. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. So okay. Um, and then you're, kind of you're still in, the, in the banking. You're still in the banking yeah. side on that one. I uh, I am, but on the mortgage mortgage division now. Okay. So, but at that um, time, you were you were in the retail side mm-hmm. of it. You said correct. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, we've seen business slow down, but it didn't affect us to the point where I, I worked for like JP. Morgan Chase was Thursday's Cool. Um, All right, Jason yeah. Alisea, we're learning more about you, <laughs> and continue uh, <laughs> as we go further. Uh, uh, you're you're already at last year, and you're still in the banking business, right? I still am. Yes, oh, sir. that's excellent. Still. So that's your main forte. So don't that is uh, the 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 other thing the the thing that just came about last year where your daughter said, you know, oh. what? I need some videos of you. Go ahead, continue. Oh, okay. So don't limit your identity. I mean, that that's a, a platform I have now. I'm, I'm not quite sure uh, which direction I'm going to take it any further. Right. As far as, uh, I've had people reach out and say, why don't you consider going to motivational speaking? Yes. I have friends that actually happen to do that. And uh, so I'm looking at considering that. I, mean, I created my platform uh, website that we took a look at to make sure that I had some kind of presence and I kind of see where that goes. You've probably seen them on my page. You'll notice like there's people marketing hats that I created recently, and um, these hats I have the logo on there, the Don't Let Me Identity logo, and along with that, I have a cancer ribbon on the side. Um, started off with a lavender color because when I looked up um, all cancer, it said the ribbon and lavender would symbolize all cancer. And the reason why I put that there is that I partnered up with the not-for-profit uh, by the name of the, the, the Sepulveda Foundation for Cancer Fighters. Oh, great. And it's a foundation that was founded by a cousin of mine who passed away from prostate cancer. Oh. Yes, yes. So his wife um, wanted to continue his legacy because he his goal was to launch a not-for-profit to deliver care packages to cancer patients while they're going through chemo and so on. So <clears throat> his wife started this foundation about two years ago. Uh, I was able to kind of go out there with her and, and explore, you know, what is it that she does when she's out there visiting the cancer patients and fall in love with the amount of work she puts behind it and, and how she's helping people really believe that there's an opportunity that for them to fight this this battle that they're going through. Um, so I made a point that if I'm going to sell any anything, uh, whatever I profit, I, I donate immediately 10% over to her organization to kind of support her uh, her foundation and keep that going. Well, that comes from so, your early upbringing where you're tithing, <laughs> giving back yes, to your community, right. giving, giving back to your church, giving back to your community is what you're doing. Yes. Fantastic. Yes, Good goal. Thank you. Thank you. I said, you know, um, but all the, all the things that come about, so before the hats, it's kind of been like people reaching out, telling me, for example, uh, I had a biker reach out to me on Instagram and say, hey, I, I like your logo. Do you happen to have a patch? And at first, I'm like, patch, what do you mean? He said, well, I'm, I, I'm a biker, and I have a loving vest, and I have patches, and I like your logo. I like to have a patch of it. Yes. So well, I, I don't have it, but I looked into it. So I ordered about 15 and distributed them. And what I did ask, I said, people, to anyone I gave, I said, hey, listen, I'm going to give this to you at no cost. So if you don't mind, just you know, just share it on social media so that way I could create a movement and create awareness and so on. So that took place. And I had hats made for myself, and I had people reach out and say, hey, are you selling hats now? Because I noticed you have a hat on. So 
so that's how the hat kind of came about. Yeah, and, and that just and that takes the logo <laughs> that takes the logo and turns it kind of sideways on your hat. Yes. Uh, don't limit yes. your with the sword in the middle identity. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Great, uh, you know, and and you're making a brand, and and you're 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 it, it, whether you think you're a motivational speaker or not, you're motivating people. You're you're making people think, and you know, I'm I'm glad that you're involved with uh, with the cancer research that you're you're helping to to save other people I, i'm sorry about your your family member passing like that that's Whew, tough. It's always tough, but uh, yeah. you're, you're you're inspiring people, uh, Jason Alisea. I'm kind of excited about that, and I'm glad to be talking to you. Tell me more. Thank you. So um, now it looks like um, I'm going to meet with uh, another vendor to discuss shirts because I've had someone reach out to me and say, "Hey, uh, do you happen to have shirts? And are you considering?" Which is wild. Um, so I don't know if you notice in the videos when I start off, I start off by saying, "Good morning, morning, good morning," and at the end I say, "God bless." So it's becoming kind of like a signature for me. If wherever I go somewhere, if anyone's seen the videos, uh, immediately they're like, "Hey, Maestro, good morning, good morning, good morning," or "God bless." <laughs> <laughs> You've got your catchphrases too, okay? And that helps. That, that helps people yeah. to remember. And then when they remember that, then they're going to go into your message a little bit more. Hopefully, that's the end goal: right. is that they they Absolutely. listen to the words and and they put them into uh, in, into their own lives as well. That's correct. You're, correct. You're, so you're um, ahead, with can. that, someone asked, "Can I make a shirt that has good morning, good morning?" I'm <laughs> in the front of it. So, I'm looking that. to see about doing that. <laughs> so let's I can see, see what that. happens. You know, you you you'll oh, put wow. that in the on the front, or or maybe, and and then your logo in the back, or or vice versa. Right. Yeah, it'd be great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. But even um, even this morning, I had a meeting at 8 a.m. with um, a former Chicago Bears player, uh, tight end uh, Desmond Clark. Cool. Uh, he and he and I met today, kind of just to talk. Um, his his mom sadly died of breast cancer, so wow. um, I happen to have some pink hats and, and for breast cancer awareness with the pink ribbon on it. So I reached out to him to say, hey, you know. Have this hat. I like to you know, kind of bless you with one, and I know that every every Tuesday he makes it um, towards breast cancer awareness. He calls it Pink Tuesday, so everyone wears pink. And <laughs> yeah. I, I notice you don't have a pink hat; you have a black hat. So I have a hat that I give to you. And um, he's actually, he actually reached out to me um, about a year ago or so to talk about doing uh, seminars together because he happens to own an insurance company. Oh, okay. So we, we met this morning. We kind of talked about the whole "Don't Limit Your Identity" branding. We talked about. Um, you know, t- looking at setting some future home buying seminars together. Um, but along with that, he's also going to um, start making videos of his own. Yes. Uh, so he said he might consider taking the whole word of the day as well, but making sure I got credit for it. So. Yeah, you're inspiring people. You're connecting with people. You're making business relationships. And, and this is mm-hmm. this is where it's at. You, you're building people up. They're building you up at the same time. You're, we're building each other yeah. up. And, and that's the way this world should be, in, in my humble opinion, is helping people to, to get to know other people. I had no idea who you were, Jason Alisea, but I wanted to get you on the program <laughs> and find out more about you and and here i am man finding out more about you i i see your logo you're a man of faith do you still uh are you still a faithful man do you do you attend church regularly or, or is that something you still do i do i do I, I actually attend a church by the name of new life covenant okay so not um, in the catholic faith anymore no no actually uh 
back in 2010 when I uh, actually 2010 was when I faced a divorce with my ex-wife. So we were married for eight years, and we didn't have any kids. And um, my current wife actually we met in banking. Hey, and um, <laughs> yeah. So she happened to call me one day uh, to verify a check. She was at she used to be with US Bank and. At one point, I used to be at U.S. Bank prior to going to J.P. Morgan Chase. Um, okay. The office I was managing, they actually closed it down because they had acquired another bank, so mm-hmm. there, was, there happened to be an overlap. Right. So I mentioned to her probably a year ago, uh, a year before going over to Chase, uh, or when I went to Chase, I mentioned to her, I'll be at Chase, and if you never need to verify a check, feel free to call me with no intent of you know, going anywhere. Sure there so wasn't. Was wink, called. wink. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 positive on that. I was, I was, at that time I was still married. Everything was fine. Oh, okay, okay. But a year later, a year later when she called, um, to verify the check and I expressed, you know, I'm just, just got to, she asked, you know, what's going on in your life? I said, I just got divorced. She said, oh, wow, that's wild. So yeah, I'm in the process of getting divorced. I said, okay, well, I know you have, uh, you know, two kids and how, how, how they, you know, how they handling it. And she said, well, naturally not, not easy, but right. you've been going to church and been helping her. I said, oh, well, what church? And she mentioned New Life Covenant. So I happened to say, well, I was born and raised Catholic. I haven't been going to church, but I've heard a lot of great things about that church. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were inside. At one point, they had um, they didn't have an actual building presence, so they would rent uh, the auditorium at Roberto Clemente High School. Okay. And so, see, I heard a lot of good things. She's like, you should come out and check it out one day. So I started going, and I would see her and the kids at, after service, kind of high and by. And one Sunday, I said, hey, uh, there's a place on the street that I heard they make uh, coconut oatmeal. It's a little Spanish spot that... Uh, they call Avena de Coco. So I said, I've been wanting to try it. She's like, oh, yeah, I've heard about it. So we go, we try it, and we're being, you know, from there kind of grew our friendship where we started seeing each other more and hanging out after church. And before you knew it, it was a relationship. So, hey. but, yeah. How sweet is that? You know, and and, yeah. and she helped you to, to rekindle your faith as well uh, by, by having yeah. you come back to uh, into the fold, I suppose. Now, I've heard about New yeah. Life. It's a, a lot of uh, music and, and a lot of, uh, good fellowship is mm-hmm. that is that my understanding is that correct yes that's right uh the main pastor is pastor wilfredo de jesus and uh, okay now you know at that time they were federal committee now they have an actual building and they have several smaller campuses throughout the city of chicago i think they also have one in florida near near cool. orlando is this all they in spanish or in english well, oh. primarily it's english but it's both yeah yeah, yeah. i mean my, hey I, I speak english and spanglish <laughs> <laughs> so if we I have think a, some, uh, many of us do. <laughs> <laughs> Necesito practicar mi español. <laughs> so, all right. So, so you, you you had a good meeting uh, with the the nice lady, and you got married. Was it a whirlwind romance, or was it quick, or, or was it? Uh, it took you a while. Um, by 20, 2013, we got married, so three years after that. Yay! Mazel tov, yeah. <laughs> to quote my Jewish friends. <laughs> so good, good. Everything's going good. You got you got all the kids in the house, and, and you got that one that really inspired you to uh, make some videos, and now you're inspiring others with Don't Limit Your Identity, Jason Alisea. That's fantastic. So going strong since, uh, since last year, and I guess really only yeah. since uh, the beginning of this year. Was when you started the really videos, right? Yeah, I started the videos in January. I think it was uh, 
around March when someone actually mentioned, uh, you know, where the three, (laughs) where the word of the day. And then by April, I launched the whole YouTube with the branding of Don't In Your Identity. So it's been since April that Don't In Your Identity has existed. That's fantastic. Well, I'm looking at your, at your Instagram and I see the tent poles there. There's some highlights and the second highlight says podcast. Are you podcasting? I've started, I haven't been consistent with it. So I do have one, uh, Don't In Your Identity podcast. Um, it's been, I think it's been over a week that I delivered anything. The last thing I, I had on there was probably August 10th. So I haven't been very consistent with it as much as I like. That's the thing about podcasting is once you, you start, you start, be consistent. If you're going to do it once a week or twice a week or, you know, once a month, even you, you do tell people, Hey, I'm going to do this once a month. I'm going to do this. And, and you, you commit yourself to doing it and it, it, it will take off. It, it will take off this, this podcast. Really, I've only started it in in march and it has taken off um let me give you a little uh, you and the listeners uh, uh, uh five cents worth of free advice go to anchor.fm and and host your podcast for free there can you repeat that again sorry okay go to anchor.fm and host oh, that's your, where I'm at. yeah for free isn't that great yes it's yep, the it greatest is, it thing. Great. And they put it you out on Spotify and iHeartRadio and all those and Apple and oh, just amazing. I paid for hosting uh, in the beginning and I went, wait a minute, that thing's over there for free and they do a whole lot more for you. So yeah, that's five cents worth of free advice. And and, and the podcasting yeah, could, could be a, another niche for you and, and it could step you out. I mean, do you, we, we know you're where you're from, Puerto Rico and, and I'm sorry, uh, Chicago and then going to Puerto Rico a little bit and then coming back to Chicago. We know where you are you're in the banking business and you've just started this this don't limit your identity where do you see this going for you jason alisea um i'm looking at uh, you know um looking into two things i would say possibly looking at the direction of going to like motivational speaking mm-hmm. i want to target um youth uh young adults and men yeah. um i think that uh those are three areas that i, I, I really feel like especially even with the youth you know like one of the questions you asked is what did i want to major in i was 18 i didn't know what i wanted in my life but you know, really want to help out the communities where they kind of face what I faced when I was upbringing, um, with you know, gang related, and a lot of times they don't realize that you know they look at their identity as as, as their surrounding, right. their community they're in. That there's there's nothing more outside of that. That everything's just kind of fairy tale. And I want to empower them to know that oh, there's more outside of your community. You can't pursue it. Uh, men battle this all the time. I think even recently, I've connected with at least three or four men that are telling me they don't, they don't know where they're at in their life. They don't know what they want to do when they're in their thirties. And I said, you know, it's common with really we go through all, we go through different stages in our life that, uh, you know, sometimes you may get stuck at the, the previous stage and it's time to kind of grow out of that if there's a new identity that comes about from that. So really looking at uh, motivational speaking as an area to do, uh, I, I kind of want to put down a timeline like with the next, I would say possibly this time next year I should be doing speaking events. Yes. I'm actually attending um, a church in September that wants me to come out and kind of see one of their speakers and then possibly between October and November uh, do a speaking engagement there for the young adults. Yeah, that's where you start. You can gra- grab a, a Bible verse and make a talk out of it, and, and really go f- from there. Because I, I know I was doing that when I was in, in you know, heavy into the church. I, I would go up and do a, a speech about a, a certain Bible verse that that affected me, and, and I could see you doing that as well. And, and, yes. 
and then uh, middle schools and high schools and colleges and beyond. <laughs> the thing that's humming in my head right now, and you even mentioned it, Dangerous Minds, uh, been spending <laughs> most of my life living in a gangster's paradise. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm seeing it. And, and you yeah, coming out yeah. to that. Jason Alisea yeah. just coming out to that mm-hmm. and, and doing your thing. That I mean, I, yeah. I, I see your mission statement. You want to empower one million individuals by 2024 through faith and determination Uh, that's lofty Mm -hmm. i like it thank you thank you i appreciate you know this opportunity to be on your podcast and allow me to share my story oh i appreciate you talking to me my goodness anything else you want to tell the people uh to just remain in faith you know whatever they, they may be facing at this current time that we all go through darkness and it may seem like there's no light at the end of the tunnel but trust in him our lord and savior know that uh, you're never alone that he's on your side and even if you may feel alone i uh, know that he's there so that is beautiful i'm leave it with that jason alisea don't limit your identity how do, how do people connect with you or how do you want them to connect with you uh socially or, or uh, whatever it's either my instagram page don't limit your identity uh is pretty much uh, on my Instagram uh, page. And then if it's Facebook, it's actually J and my Alisea. So J-A-Y space E-L space M as in Mary, A-E-S, T as in Tom, R-O, Alisea, A-L as in Larry, I, C as in Cat, E-A. Um, feel free to give me a call, you know, uh, 773-677-6647. Um, or my website, they can take a look at it. I do want to make some additional changes to it, but don't let me identity.com. I see it. I see it, and and yeah. you got your phone number right at the top uh, in the in Absolutely. the newspaper. It used to it used to be above the fold. You want people to call you. You want people to connect with you on a personal a personal level, personal basis, and, and that's in very that's very telling of your personality. You're inviting people to be you know to to get it straight from you to to have you want to help them and you want them to have every opportunity to get a hold of you. I mean, some people are very sheltered and and wouldn't want to do that but you're opening yourself up to the world and i, I appreciate that jason alisea you, you're not limiting your thank identity you. at all appreciate that thank <laughs> you all right well i'm gonna put all these uh these links to your various uh, social medias and your website in the show notes and i'll send you the, the link in about an hour or so but oh it was it, it's been very very nice talking to you jason alisea uh, from humble beginnings thank to you. where you are now and beyond i, I see great things any last last words for the people um, no, I can you know, thank you for making time for me and, and uh, to allow me to be on, on your podcast and share the story with you and everyone. Thank you, Jason so, Alisea. Yes. So, full name is, is, is it Keys Dan? Or? Oh, well, it's Daniel Gilson, really, but Keys Dan. I'm Dan from Dan. the Florida Keys, so that's where it came I from. gotcha. Okay. <laughs> a lot of people ask, are, are you a key maker? Or is it musical keys? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm from the Florida Keys, yeah. and it, that moniker has followed me uh, all the way to Arkansas, which is where I am now. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. I'll make sure to also um, that I'm following your podcast, and uh, and I appreciate it, your time again. Well, I'm excited about uh, your podcast taking off. You know, I, I need something to Thank do you. while I'm driving around. I, I drive, you know, sometimes eight eight to ten hours a day uh, just driving around listening to podcasts. So if I could put your podcast in the feed, I definitely will. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, thank you. Again, All right, Jason. You have a wonderful day. Thank, thank you, Jason. I'll say don't you. limit your identity. Mm-hmm. 
there you have it, party people. Jason Alisea, El Maestro. Oh, I like that. El Maestro. In case you didn't get it before, El Maestro means the teacher. So he's looking to inspire people. And he is inspiring people. Yeah, he, he tried to skip out on one of those words of the day. And uh, people called him on it and said, no, 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 no. I need my word of the day. You need to get back over here with your good videos. And yes, his daughter inspired him to make the videos. And then he said, well, let me throw one up since I'm making these videos. See if somebody else gets inspired. And guess what? Other people got inspired. Jason Alisea. Yeah. El Maestro. And he's coming up with this uh, Don't Limit Your Identity, that brand at DontLimitYourIdentity.com. So be sure to visit that website. And if you're in need of some assistance, you know, if you need some inspiration, he puts his phone number right there on the top. That's his phone number. You can get right to Jason Alisea and find out a little bit more. Hey, book him at your event. He'll put together a, a speech or a, a, a talk that, that is geared towards you. I see nothing but good things. I mean, he gets on these on his uh, videos on Instagram and, and uh, his Twitter videos, and he comes up with his word of the day and a whole lot more. Something to inspire you. I, we didn't even go over today's word of the day. It's silent. So here I am on the podcast, just jibber-jabbering away, just chit-chatting with Jason Alisea, and his word of the day was silent. So get to know Jason Alisea. You'll be a much better person. And uh, thank you so much for coming on the program, What Makes You Famous. If you'd like to tell your story, I encourage you, give me a call at 501-470-6386 or email info at radiowhat.com. That's it for this edition of What Makes You Famous, the podcast. <laughs> it's Keys Dan, radiowhat.com, djlittlerock.com. Peace. I'm out of here. Radio What, the music you want. Hey guys, this is Shelly G with a fast fact. India is the world's largest democracy with more than 700 million registered voters. Do you have a fast fact? Share it with us at Interactive Radio, RadioWhat.com. Be on Radio What. Call 501-470-6386. Say your name, where you're from, and you're listening to What? The music you want is on RadioWhat.com. <laughs>